welcome to another episode of the Fluency Matters podcast. Michelle Kent and I are here today with our special guest, Claudia Elliott. Claudia is going to be joining us this summer at the Fluency Matters Conference. She's going to be teaching our Intermediate Spanish Language Lab class. Claudia, we're so excited that you're joining us and we would just like you to start out today by telling us a little bit about sure. yourself. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you, Michelle, for the invitation. And I am so excited to be in the Language Lab this year. And I'm so excited that we're going to be in my state. So my name is Claudia Elliott, and I'm a Spanish teacher. I started uh, teaching Spanish in 2005, and I just cannot count the years anymore because who wants to do that, right? Like after, <laughs> after so many years, you're like, I'm not going to do that anymore. So if you want to do it, be free. But I've been teaching many, many years, um, and I started teaching in Florida, and I really haven't moved since I moved to the United States to start teaching. My first city was Jacksonville, and I've been here since then, but I am uh, from Colombia, and I was raised, and I went to college, I went to law school in Colombia, so I never even imagined that I was going to be a Spanish teacher, but, you know, here I am. Mm -hmm. So, Claudia, have you always been... Great a teacher who's um, been keeping CI in mind and teaching for acquisition, or is this something, it was this a journey that you had to take, or how did you get into ADI? It was such a journey. You know, I became a teacher, but I didn't go to school to be a teacher. Now, mm -hmm. I had a great tool that was Spanish, but definitely that tool wasn't enough. And I knew that because uh, I went to law school. I practiced law for 10 years in my country. My dad was a lawyer, but mm -hmm. my mom was a teacher. My mom was a college professor. So when I became a teacher, I knew that I needed to do some more studying. Mm -hmm. And it was like the first or second year that I just totally noticed. You know, when people were saying, oh, you need to keep your class 90% in the target language, i like, yeah, that is not happening in my class. All your students are going to become like novice mid or novice high by the first year. Like, yeah, that's not happening in my class. And I was like, so that is not happening in my class. That is not happening in my class. And I became curious. Like, I really, I didn't have anything. I have my textbook and my language. And that's what anything that I was doing in my class. But I became curious. I was like, I know that people are doing things different. I know that they haven't seen results. And I want that for my students. I want my students to have that experience. I want my students mm -hmm. to become proficient. I want to really develop language, uh, cultural competence. Mm -hmm. So I start I start looking. I didn't have any social media. I mean, really, mm -hmm. social media became a thing for me like three right. years ago. But mm -hmm. before, there were blogs. And I start reading at blogs and then I was listening to podcasts and I start buying books and I start going to conferences and little by little, I really kind of like made a dramatic transformation mm -hmm. in my class. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's such a familiar story. That's I feel like great. we hear stories like that from so many people that just, mm -hmm. they, they knew something was missing. They, really they weren't do. sure what it was and just kind of gradually uncovering everything that you now know. I had the privilege. Yeah. Can I, before you jump in there, Christy, I had the privilege of visiting uh, Claudia's classroom um, in February 
and it was amazing to watch you teach, Claudia. You really engage with your students. You could tell that you, by February, you had some great little mm -hmm. jokes going with your students, and the entire class was in Spanish. I was so impressed. I and they were they were a level one class, and I just really enjoyed it. I got to I improved my Spanish a little bit. I still remember a little bit of the story that you told, and. Um, it was a lot of fun. So I, I really was very pleased to watch you teach. And I know you're going to be a great addition to our conference mm -hmm. this summer. I am super excited to go because, I mean, and you saw a class and that was a great class, but not all the classes are the same. So mm -hmm. I, I think I always want to do a disclaimer where, mm -hmm. you know, because I was that teacher, I was a teacher listening to other teachers I'm feeling like so bad, like feeling like, okay, I'm never going to be that. I, it will never happen in my mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. And I think I still have classes. You know, I still have that mm -hmm. class right. or yes. I still have that year. But at the end, I think for me, the difference is that I know that I can change. So mm -hmm. I know that there are things that I can change in my class. I know and I can ask myself questions like, Am I connecting with my students? Am I keeping communication mm -hmm. at the heart? Am I being comprehensible? Am I mm -hmm. providing enough support? Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? So I have right. tools now mm -hmm. that help me troubleshoot when I have those moments because mm -hmm. I do have them. I have moments that I say like, okay, we need to reset. This is not working. Let me see what happened. And and I just feel like that is the empowerment that you have of going and see other teachers teach mm -hmm. and 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 debrief them and debrief with them because sometimes in social media we get great ideas in blogs in podcasts but you get kind of like the the the, the great moments right like mm -hmm. the brilliant moments the incredible strategy that work amazing in my class but sometimes we just don't get the entire picture and that mm -hmm. can be very intimidating teachers it can be very demotivating for teachers so what i'm excited about the language lab is that not only teachers are going to be able to you know see me the good the bad they're not great but mm -hmm. see me teaching but also we can talk about it and mm -hmm. we can talk about it and say okay what is working what was the why behind that activity mm -hmm. why did you choose to do anything instead of why how will it work if you do this? And that is when you really empower yourself to mm -hmm. be you. Because I cannot be Christy. I cannot be Michelle. I mean, I admire you both. And I think right. you're amazing teachers. But I have to be Claudia in mm -hmm. my class. Because I think my students That's see right. that authenticity in me. And mm -hmm. then we can connect on a real level. So that is what I'm super excited. And I think Language Labs. We need to do more because they are so powerful. I know when I've observed other teachers and I've had lots of teachers come and observe me and I feel like sometimes I notice something about their classroom or about their teaching that they didn't even think twice about. You know, it's just like, oh, that's just normal for them. Mm -hmm. But I come in and it's like a big aha moment for me when I realize that they do something a certain way. And I think that's that's one reason why these language labs are so powerful. You, you know, you're not going to be perfect every single moment of the teaching. And, you know, your, your students are probably going to be a little bit more perfect than they would be in a typical classroom scenario. So you don't get that classroom management necessarily. But 
you still get to see the essence of that person as an educator and you can you can get a sense for what they feel is important and the routines that they might normally have in their class and i just i love to just get a glimpse into someone else's space because i feel like we don't do that nearly enough in in education no absolutely and i think that is so necessary and mm-hmm. not only seeing you in that like just teaching but mm-hmm. also the conversations right uh, i right. i know that for me those conversations have helped me grow mm-hmm. so much as a teacher because it's just I think we all have our different path, a different context, mm-hmm. different personalities. But it's when you start talking to people and to other language teachers who have something in common. Because if we are having about, you know, mm-hmm. teachers coming to a, a, this conference in St. Petersburg, you know that all of them have something in common. There mm-hmm. is one thing that all of us have in common, and it is this like deep desire to impact our learners. Mm-hmm. This like belief of the importance of our classes and the reality is that we have two fights, right? Like we, I mean, and I'm saying two fights in the positive way because mm-hmm. we want to engage our students. We want to improve proficiency. We want to mm-hmm. support language competence, but we also have to defend our own classes. Mm-hmm. And so we have that in common. We have those two big goals that is impact our students. Right. So we have that in common and that is what make us believe on the same thing and be friends and learn mm-hmm. from each other yeah. even if I don't necessarily do things as you would do it and I think mm-hmm. the power That's of right. conferences and especially language labs mm-hmm. so Claudia you seem like it a is. really I, we're excited that is sorry about that it's okay sorry Christy. I was just gonna say so you strike me Claudia as a really reflective person it sounds to me like you spend a lot of time reflecting What I wonder is, do you have a network of professional support? Like, do you have other teachers that you can go to to help you process? Because this is a big thing that we're trying to promote at our conference is we're trying to get teachers to not only experience things firsthand, Mm -hmm. but also to really sit and think and talk and process it with other teachers. So do you find that that's a part of your own teaching practice as well? It is essential, Christy, because, I mean, I, I don't know you. I mean, I, I've been teaching for many, many years, mm-hmm. and i still growing, like, every mm-hmm. single day, every single day. And I have embraced that. I, I really feel like it's part of what keeps me awake and moving and mm-hmm. energized is that mm-hmm. knowing that I'm not there yet, and I will never be, because mm-hmm. the students that I had five years ago, are totally different to the ones that are here today. And if I'm not willing to be curious and, mm-hmm. and adjust, then I know that the strategy that was successful five years ago maybe have to have tweaks to be successful mm-hmm. today after COVID. And I need to be aware of that. And the only the only way, and I can read, right? Like I can read a ton. Mm-hmm. I can um, listen to a ton of podcasts like this one, the one that I have, mm-hmm. the one of all these incredible podcasts. I can do that, but truly is with this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's with this conversation that you will say, ah, and safe conversations, right? Like conversations where you can really ask that question, the mm-hmm. question that maybe nobody's willing to ask. But when I feel safe in a spaces, I just love that. And I mm-hmm. always 
reflect. Like I, I don't know if you had that moment, but for many years, every time, the many times that things weren't working in my class, I have two, two responses. It was either my fault because I was a terrible teacher or it was my students' fault mm -hmm. because they were terrible. And <laughs> that didn't help. I mean, no. that didn't help. So for me, what helps is to sit down, try, try to like really... I don't know, uh, divide my value as a teacher as how the things work in my class. So mm -hmm. I, I always give this example, Christy. I am a mom. I have two boys. One is 16 and the other one just turned 15 mm -hmm. this Friday, this Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I became a mom. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't pretty. It was messy. I just didn't know anything. That's right. Mm -hmm. But I did my best. And I love my kids dearly, the same mm -hmm. as I love them today. So nobody can come to me and tell me, oh, you were a bad mom 16 years ago. Because that's not true. I was a great mom. Mm -hmm. And so, like, right now, what allows me to be very vulnerable as a teacher mm -hmm. is to know that I am a great teacher. I've mm -hmm. always been a great teacher, mm -hmm. even though... I had a textbook, even though I spent three classes in a row explaining the verb set and start, mm -hmm. even though I used mm -hmm. a little bit of Spanish, I was a great teacher with the mm -hmm. tools that I had at that point. Yes. And I think when sure. we, right? It's a, mm -hmm. I mean, like, that is, I think it's so important that we tell all the teachers, we're on this together. We are mm -hmm. all growing. Right. And it's with reflections and conversation that you can make that better for you. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's a great way to look at it. Well, we are thrilled to have you at the conference. We know you're going to make an impact and on the teachers and the students from Pinellas County. And we're just so excited that you want to be a part of it, Claudia, and just to show what you do with your acquisition-driven instruction and for people to be able to look at it and, and pick the pieces that work for them and ask themselves the, the questions like, could I put that in mm -hmm. my teaching? Is this something I need to work on a little bit more? And these are just great ways that that the conference, like you said, makes an impact on the people mm -hmm. who attend because they get a chance to just talk and discuss. And they really, these people become your mm -hmm. best friends over the course of time and um we're just excited and we're excited for the role that you're going to play with i us. am super excited i'm really excited that it's going to be inter because i teach spanish one which is my mm -hmm. novice class but then i teach spanish three ib and ap spanish so i have uh, seen that you know ap and ib and those level three and four is like oh should we do that acquisition driven instruction or not because we need to be more rigorous <laughs> at that point <laughs> And I always have found, you know, like, I, th I think it's, it's all dead that you needed a lot to. Uh, so I'm just so glad that I have the opportunity to share what I do in my upper level classes, in my mm -hmm. intermediate level classes with everyone mm -hmm. and understand. I mean, I'm going to get to know my students when I go there, but I know already that they're going to be at different levels. And I think that is going to be kind of like reflect the reality of our mm -hmm. classes. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for the invitation. I just cannot wait to be there. Same. And hey, Claudia, before we let you go, 
for those people who might be watching or listening, um, can you tell everyone how they can connect with you and listen to your podcast? Of course. So mm -hmm. you can find me. I, I have a, a Facebook community uh, that is called Growing with CI. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can uh, just ask to join and it's totally free and I would love to have you there. But I also have a podcast that is called Growing with Proficiency, mm -hmm. the podcast. And we have, uh, I have weekly episodes. And if you are into the podcast, I would love for everybody to uh, join me and subscribe to mm -hmm. my podcast. Yeah, you will not regret it. It's awesome. Great. <laughs> Well, Claudia, oh, thank, thank you, you so <laughs> thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's been wonderful talking with you, and honestly, it's just making me feel even more excited to spend some time with you this summer. So, thank you. Of course, thank you, and have a great day. Yep. See you next time, everybody. Thank you.